conspiracy theories, eh? Wait till you get a load of this. Hello, and welcome to Crack Sisters Conspiracies. We're a podcast that covers conspiracy theories, mysteries, and all over spooky shit. My name is Cassandra. And I'm Jackie. And we are said sisters. Hello. Hello. I saw you not that long ago, and I'm going to be seeing you next weekend. Yes. Yeah, because we went to San Luis Obispo. We last did. weekend. Not last weekend, the weekend before, I think. No. Are you sure it was last weekend? Was it really last weekend? I think you're wrong. Yeah. God damn it. This Hold week on. went by fucking so fast for me. I thought yesterday was Thursday. I would have cried if yesterday was Thursday. That would have been awful. No, it wasn't last weekend. It was the weekend before. It was the last weekend. Yeah, I have it on my calendar. January 27th, slow with Jackie. And what did I do last weekend? I don't know. You're coming back out. We're going to try to do some wedding dress shopping. Mm -hmm. And then you're exploring a venue tomorrow. But it seems like we might be Vegas bound, potentially. I don't know. Mom really likes the idea of the one up here. Alex doesn't care. Um, Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) But on a different note. Yeah. I feel like a 90-year-old man. In what way? I got gout. Oh yeah, that's right. And it is so bad, and I'm a, I'm like this close to just cutting my foot off, my left foot. I don't think I need it that bad. Has it not resolved? No. Are you taking anything for it? Because I know someone, uh, someone at work has that, but yeah, it's usually 60. old men. Yeah, he's in his sixty. <laughs> <laughs> I got it at fucking twenty nine. I got prescribed number one medication for it, but I don't have health insurance. That's right. So that was a big deal to even get it because there's no treatment for gout. So you're supposed to take it when you have a flare up, which is what I'm learning is what keeps happening. But they only gave me enough for five days. I'm like, Mm. that doesn't seem like enough. And I there's no refill. So I assume if I want a refill, I have to re go to a clinic and pay the 200 and something dollars for them to give me another prescription. So it's just chaos. So I was looking up like home remedies. And for all of our listeners, if you have gout, apparently tart cherry juice and like tart cherry juice supplements are supposed to be good for it for gout and arthritis. You don't like tart cherry juice? It just sounds sour and it makes my mouth instantly go dry. I imagine it's like cranberry juice. It's like really popular on TikTok right now because if you drink it before bed, it's supposed to release like the natural melatonin and make you sleepy. And especially if you pair it with magnesium. So a lot of people are making nighttime mocktails where it's tart cherry juice, a scoop of magnesium powder, and then like some bubble water to top it off. I don't do the magnesium, but it was actually pretty good. And I did sleep really well when I was drinking it. So I just bought this jumbo pack of pills off Amazon and I'm just going to overdose on them. Well, hopefully that helps. From what I hear, there's lifestyle choices that can make it flare up more like eating red meat. Red meat and alcohol. I'm like, don't eat that much red meat. And I actually, when I used to drink way more, never had an issue. Right. I think it's because I cut back on drinking. God's like, that's not for you. That might be it. So maybe (laughs) maybe instead of your tart cherry juice mocktail, you take a shot of something before bed. There we go. 
<laughs> I'm drinking a Truly right now. It's one fifty. I am drinking Snapple because I still have to go to the grocery store and then I intend to drink. The I just got back from the grocery store. Don't go to Costco. It's a madhouse because tomorrow uh, is the Super Bowl. Yes. Snapple fact, by the way, mm. there are 336 dimples on a regulation American golf ball. The more you know. Wow. Yeah, I don't I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, so Super Bowl is tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And Evan did a preliminary run to the store. But I was like, oh, hey, did you get food for the rest of the week? And he's like, no, I just got what was on the whiteboard. I'm like, that was strictly for snacks. So, <laughs> Oh, yeah. We're making nachos. And I wanted to make pigs in a blanket. And I just realized I forgot the two ingredients I need for pigs in a blanket. So Evan made a bunch of birria yesterday. So we've mm. just been eating like birria tacos and stuff. So he plans on just kind of birria ramen. There you go. Kind of leaning on that through the weekend. And then I was going to make jalapeno popper dip. I'm going to make cocoa crispy footballs. And Ooh, wow, you're just, going all out. That's three things. <laughs> Three more things than I planned on making. I don't know. Well, I just, I like to have snacks and then just we graze throughout the day and take naps intermittently. So, hey, toddler. Well, like the game doesn't start until so late. And that's one of those, like you get up and you start drinking kind of days. And yeah, I guess. Like I said, I forgot it was football or Super Super Bowl Bowl Sunday. Yeah. But like I said, you'll be back in time for your fiance to watch his girlfriend and all that. I just want to watch Usher and then Travis Kelsey propose to Taylor Swift so Alex will cry. I want them to lose because I don't want to see that. Who are they playing against? The 49ers. I don't really like the 49ers either, though. I don't have an opinion on the 49ers, but I am chiefed out. I am Kelsey'd out. I mean, I'll take the other Kelsey, but... There you go. But he's on the Eagles. He is on the Eagles. My nails are actually kind of eagly color, but I'm changing them for Valentine's Day tomorrow. So do you guys have any Valentine's Day plans? It's on a Wednesday. She probably has football practice. So I meant you and your husband, not your child. No, I'm just saying, like, by the time we get home, here's some chocolate. Okay. Yeah, I got some truffles. And yeah, I'm trying not to like drink too much during the week. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, well, we're not going to drink then. So I don't know. <laughs> you can make sleepy girl mocktail. Mocktail. You too. There you go. But yeah, are you guys doing anything for Valentine's Day? No, he got a new job. So I don't know when you'll see him again. No. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, I'm going to make myself sugar cookies in shapes of hearts. But that's about all I got. There you go. It's a fabricated holiday. It is. But it doesn't sting any less when you don't get anything. That is true. On a Wednesday. True. Anyway, what is your topic today? My topic, I totally dragged my ass on getting the topic mm-hmm. out. But it's not because of a lack of interest. It was just like a lack of time. It's been now that you are gainfully employed for the most part, you know that it's hard to fit things into your day. And then if you have extracurriculars and children on top of a child, and this is just excuses. I did um, actually already edit the next two episodes. I saw you were on a roll. (laughs) But like, okay, doing the equivalent of like a book report or a research paper like every week or every other week, it takes a lot of time. Okay. Yeah. So the topic, I think, is actually more fitting doing it this week anyway, given the news that's come out recently. And I have no idea. Okay, judging by your face, you have no idea what I'm talking about. Today, we are talking about Princess Diana. Oh, yes, that's right. Conspiracy theories surrounding her death. She was murdered, yeah. Yeah. 
So I said it was fitting time-wise because King Charles, who was merely Prince Charles back in the day when they were married, was recently diagnosed with cancer very shortly after taking over the throne because his mom held on as long as possible. Oh, uh-huh. Queen of England. And there's also been like a lot of memes of Princess Diana up in heaven enjoying every moment of him getting his comeuppance and just waiting for Queen Camilla to hit the streets where that bitch belongs. <laughs> but... <laughs> Wait, so now that the queen is dead, there's now a king? Yes. So Prince Charles, who was the Queen of England's son, once she died, he became the king of England. And then his wife is, you know, the queen by association. Oh, Yeah, I don't know. I don't understand the British monarchy and hierarchy of all of that stuff, but... I touch upon a little bit of the family because I'm going to give a little bit of backstory on mm-hmm. Princess Di. But yeah, it's a hot mess and they're all inbred weirdos anyway. It'd be but, like that. <laughs> so some backstory on Princess Diana. Diana, Princess of Wales, was born on July 1st, 1961, and was the first wife of Prince Charles III. Again, now the king. She was of no... Oh, she was his wife? Yeah. Didn't put that together. That's how she she was a princess because she was married to the. I knew who I knew she son. was married to someone of royalty. Oh I didn't realize God. it is the now king. Yes, that's why she she's was, watching from heaven. I that she was right his my first wife. Okay. Mm, yes. Okay. So she herself was noble born. So not just some like commoner off the streets, but she did seem to live a very normal life mm-hmm. the most part up until she met her future husband, the now king. And prior to that, she was actually working as like a nursery teacher assistant, which is not a job that you do unless you really want to and you like really want to yeah. work with kids. But that's just kind of the person who she was. She liked children and doing good by others. So her and Prince Charles were wed in July of 1981 when she was 20 years old. And then Diana and Charles went on to have two sons whom we all know, Prince William and Prince Harry. She seemed just like an all-around lovely person and the public both celebrated and adored her. She worked on behalf of the Queen and was very active in her charitable work with a focus specifically on children and the elderly. And she was also a big activist for the AIDS movement, trying to help influence the social attitude and acceptance and perception of those with AIDS. Being married to a goofy-looking prince was not all it was cracked up to be, though. And... He's so fucking ugly. And their marriage started to deteriorate over the years due to... Because he was ugly? That part of it, just due to general incompatibility in their personalities. But mostly it was because of the inability of both of them to keep their shit in their pants. Are you looking up a picture right now? He's ugly. (laughs) He didn't look much better when he was younger. Well, I'm looking at them when when he was younger. Oh, okay. And it's a shame because William is starting to look more and more like his dad as he ages. And like back in the day... He was so cute, and Harry was the goofy-looking ginger, and they had done a complete swap because now he's the attractive one. (laughs) I actually don't mind Prince William. He's like... Even now? Yeah. He's kind of so ugly, he's cute. Okay. Okay. I mean, he's married to a bona fide hottie, so that definitely helps him. Oh, I don't want to have sex with him. I'm just saying he is like a four. 
out of 10. Like four. Like that's generous. He used to be like a seven in his oh. younger years, at least in my opinion. I thought he was very cute. Oh, that's right. He's married to Kate Middleton. Yeah. Yeah, she's very pretty. Yes, she is. But yeah, so both Princess Di and Prince Charles just were fucking everyone else left and right. And so that became a problem. This is only like five years into their marriage. Okay. And Diana began a relationship with the family's former riding instructor, horse riding. And at the same time, Charles ended up rekindling his relationship with his former girlfriend, horse face Camilla Parker Bowles, who is now his queen wife. And isn't it? I'm sure you'll touch on it later. But didn't the queen, Queen Elizabeth, not want him to marry Princess Diana? There might have been some of that, but it was mainly, I think, because of Charles and his personal tastes. But yeah, there's some some of that sprinkled in. Okay. Unfortunately for Diana, knowledge of the nosedive that the relationship took became public, Mm -hmm. and they ended up separating in 1992. And there was a lot of media coverage and a lot of speculation and rumors. A big one that came about was the longstanding rumor that the man that Diana was having an affair with was actually the real father of Prince Harry and not Charles. And... To this day, I could still see that being a possibility. This kid looks nothing like Prince Charles and looks very similar to the writing instructor. So this is giving royalty Kardashian. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of (laughs) scandal in the family. And they actually ended up divorcing in 1996 after 15 years. So there were attempts from the queen to try to intervene and save the relationship Mm. because at the end of the day, it's all about optics and how things Yeah, divorce looks bad. It looks so bad. Mm -hmm. But fortunately for her, her good-heartedness and her dedication to her causes definitely helped keep her reputation intact during the very public collapse of their marriage. Because, I mean, they both did very shitty things to one another over the course of the relationship, but she still came out looking pretty good. Gotcha. On August 31st, 1997, Diana, Princess of Wales, tragically died in a car accident in Paris as her driver was fleeing from the paparazzi, along with two other people in the vehicle that had died as well. And there was one survivor. Her funeral took place on September 6th and was broadcast worldwide with over 32 million viewers in the United Kingdom alone, and it was one of the UK's highest viewed events ever. I was only nine when it happened, but I mentioned in a previous episode, Mm -hmm. I still have a vivid memory of seeing it on the front page of the newspaper, and one of the fucking weirdo kids took the bag that the newspaper was in and was like, put it, he should have put it over his face, but he was just wearing it like a (laughs) video. walking around prancing around proclaiming that he was princess die it was just that's one of those things that was ingrained so now for the conspiracy portions Mm -hmm. multiple investigations took place following the accident in both britain and in france all of which concluded that diana had died in a manner consistent with the media reports of the accident Additionally, there was widespread belief that the paparazzi chasing down Diana's vehicle was responsible for the crash, though a French investigation concluded that enough distance existed between the paparazzi and the car that she was traveling in when it crashed and ended up deeming them not responsible for the manslaughter. I don't know if you said it or if I just missed it. Did did you say the car crashed into another car or did it crash into like an object? It crashed into a pillar or like part of a tunnel. It didn't crash into another car at all. Oh, okay. They were being chased by paparazzi in another car. So the driver was trying to get away from that. They were kind of being pursued. They were coming from a hotel and had 
gone into this tunnel and then crashed at some point and killed all but one person in there. A British jury ended up placing the blame on both the driver, whose name was Henry Paul. He also died in the accident, as well as the paparazzi pursuing the car. And it was also noted that Diana's lack of wearing a seatbelt was a major contributing factor to the death. Wear your fucking seatbelts, people. My Agreed. Controversy and doubt began spreading about what events really took place with a British tabloid called the Daily Express starting to actively dispute the accident. It was later in 2003 that Diana's butler, who was a man named Paul Burrell, published a note that he claimed that Diana had written 10 years prior to when it was released. So in 1993, just after she had gotten divorced, but it was stating that she suspected that Prince Charles may have been planning an accident involving her car, a brake failure, and a head injury. Wow, okay. And there were additional allegations made by Diana in other communications with the butler in 1995, indicating that both she and Camilla were going to be dealt with and put aside so that Charles could marry Tiggy Leg Bork, Charles's personal assistant, and she was also the nanny to Charles and Diana's kids growing up. Find um, a different trope. No one needs to fuck the nanny. Right. And so apparently he was suspected of having an affair with her as well. So there was suspicion that both Diana, the wife, and then Camilla, the mistress, was one of the contributing factors. To the divorce. Um, They were both going to be outed and um, to make room for a new wife. And the main reason was because back in that time, the Anglican church prohibited divorced people from remarrying. And so... So if they die, you're a widow, you're not divorced, you can remarry. Exactly. Death of a spouse is okay. So part of the suspicion was the royal family was like, let's go ahead and deal with this because we want Charles to be happy. He wants to move on with this new woman, but we can't have him divorcing and tarnishing all that and making it unable for him to do so. So that's where that came about. Oh, Now, we're introducing a couple other characters in the whole debacle. So there's a man named Mohammed Al-Fayed. Fayed? I'm going to pronounce this wrong the whole time. But he was the father of a man named Dodie. And Dodie was Diana's companion at the time. And he was also in the car with her when it crashed. And he died in the crash. Companion as in friend or lover? Lover is oh, okay. the, the implication. They had been seeing each other, but it wasn't anything seemingly too serious. They had only known each other a couple of months. Hmm. And with her schedule and his schedule, when someone actually took a step back to look at how much time they had actually spent together, it was the equivalent of like 20 some odd days. Oh, so okay. yeah, they were together. Yeah, he was with her. Whether it was a serious thing or not, no one really knew. But this dude's dad... It was like the champion for it. And so he felt very strongly about how their relationship really was okay. and how that can be confirmed at this point. I don't know that it can. But Mohammed had a hard time with his son's death and was a big proponent of the different conspiracy theories that began circulating. So it was him saying, you know, I think this is what might have happened. And what about this? And what about this? And I think everyone is out to get us kind of thing. Yeah. 
So Muhammad would claim things like the driver, Henry Paul, was working for MI6, and he had been set up, and it was just backlash, and that's how Diana perished. Like, they were just victims of something that was completely unrelated to them. So that's kind of where it started, but that goes in so many different directions. So, like, MI6 is the equivalent of, like, the FBI or C- like the Secret Service. Oh, that's what I was—I thought it was a gang or something. No, I mean— <laughs> like- criminal organization no it's like a, a national like security organization mm. like in britain so like james bond and shit would okay. work with like mi6 so an inquiry into the claim found no evidence that henry paul was an agent for any security service but he's kind of grasping at straws and just yeah. trying to point finger and point the blame but relating to henry paul again he was the driver and he was the one deemed at least partially, partially responsible mm-hmm. so a lot of of the focuses on him and his actions, but French investigators had done some blood testing. And so they concluded through those, the samples that they took that he had been intoxicated mm-hmm. and it was over three times the legal limit in France. But Mohammed didn't believe the findings that came from the French side. So he had hired a British pathologist to investigate as well. And they ended up challenging the French analysis, saying it doesn't seem right. It doesn't quite add up. And so the French authorities then responded to that challenge by conducting a more medically conclusive test. But that ended up confirming their original finding, indicated that not only was he drunk, he was very drunk, but he had also been taking antidepressants at the same time as well. So okay. they- why did they have for the investigation into the deaths of Diana and the other people in the car? Why did they have the French and the British because into it? They were in France in a in a tunnel in France when they crashed. Oh, I missed that part. Okay, yeah, okay. that's okay. Conspiracy theorists had cited rumors that there were high levels of carbon monoxide that had been found in Henry Paul's blood, indicating that something sinister had either happened to him or to the blood samples. There were two French tox lab tests that had been conducted, which established the level of carbon monoxide in the blood. Mm -hmm. So just for context, like a normal non-smoking person would normally have about 1% of carbon monoxide found in their blood, while as a routine like regular smoker would have between like 8 and 10%. Mm. So the results from both of the blood tests indicated a carb saturation of 12.8% in one and 20.7% in the other. They ended up bringing in a carbon monoxide expert named Dr. Alistair Hay, and he was brought in for like a documentary on Diana and on the crash. Okay. He explained that carbon monoxide disperses at a rate of about half every four or five hours. So the amount that's in your blood starts to diminish at a a certain clip over time. Mm -hmm. And so in the event of a 20.7% level, like one of the tests indicated... It very well could have been, you know, 40% several hours earlier when Henry Paul actually died. And so if his levels had actually been that high, though, it would have been almost impossible for him to function, let alone drive. Yeah. But some people theorize or suspect that he may have been victim of carbon monoxide poisoning, Mm -hmm. um, resulting in his inability to drive and then ultimately causing the crash. And so a lot of people believe it was like an intentional act. The mechanics of how he would have been poisoned without everyone else having the same, you know. Yeah, uh, that 
that would have been difficult, especially if it wasn't just a, a leak in the car. Everyone would have had super high exactly. level. Exactly. And then the other, you know, side of the argument is there it was potentially like the elevated levels were due to him inhaling carbon monoxide from the airbags when it crashed. I did not know that some airbags apparently have carbon monoxide in them, but According to this guy named Dr. Murray McKay, who was one of the world's leading crash investigators, the airbags that were in the Mercedes that they had been, you know, driving in didn't actually contain carbon monoxide, though. Yeah, I would have yeah. died so many times. Yeah. And and not because I crashed a lot. I was around a lot of crashes. <laughs> that oh, okay. Bad. I was like, I don't remember you being in any like tragic no, accidents. Every, I dealt with like three accidents a day. And I'm you con- I fucking hate the smell of airbags. It is like a trigger. I hate it so fucking much. But well, I yeah. inhaled all that shit. I never got loopy or anything like that. Well, thank goodness for that. But yeah, it was deemed that that's not even what would have been the cause yeah. for him. And even if those airbags did have carbon monoxide in them, it would have been impossible for him to inhale such an amount to, to drive to his level. levels up, yeah. especially given the fact that the autopsy revealed that he died essentially on impact almost okay. immediately. Dr. McKay did go on to note that overall, the levels that they were reported were explainable and not really remarkable. So they were likely due to Henry being a smoker and having, you know, smoked shortly before he actually died. And just because the levels, because it dissipates ever so much percent over time, uh-huh. just because it, they could have been 40s doesn't mean they were. Correct. It could have just been the 20.7 or 20.8. Exactly. Okay. And, and that was just something that they were anchoring to as a mm-hmm. what if. Like, yeah, yeah. Okay. One of the main motives which had been advanced for the alleged murder of Diana suggests that she was pregnant with Dodie Fayed's, Fayed's, whatever, Dodie's child. Mm-hmm. And the couple were about to get engaged, which that would not look good, you know, overall for the whole British side and the engaged if you're married what you can't get engaged if you're married well she had been divorced at that point oh I thought they hadn't gotten a divorce no though Charles and Diana did get divorced in 1992 but prior to that happening I misspoke earlier the implication that they were going to try to cause an accident yeah. to, to kill her off. That was before the... This was before, yeah. The, these were letters that came out after her death suggesting that she felt that the okay. family was planning something to get rid of her so that Charles can move on and move, uh, marry someone else. That makes sense, so, yeah, okay. Yeah, this is post-nuptial. They're already divorced. This is a couple years later. But the alleged dislike of the idea of a non-Christian, so Dodie, mm-hmm. within the British royal family, because, again, she was from nobility. She is still affiliated because mm-hmm. her sons are the princes. Oh, yeah. Good point. So, like, there's still an image that she needs to uphold. Mm-hmm. And so such a relationship between, like, the mother of the future kings of England and an Egyptian Muslim would not be tolerated by the family. And so Dodie's father implied that Prince Philip, who was the queen's husband-slash-whipping boy at the time, coupled with Prince Charles, Diana's own sister, and many others were all involved in a plot to kill her and Dodie. And he also stated that Diana and Dodie were actually going to be announcing their engagement the Monday following the crash, which would have been a substantial media event worldwide and just would have looked 
awful because typically the royal family they do not make announcements on a whim like that's something that they plan for course, yeah. it has to be approved so for her to like go off and just surprise everyone without having like the the stamp of approval like that would have just been so bad and they yeah. would not have allowed that so maybe they did try to you know silence that it was reported that hours before the crash, a journalist friend of Diana's supposedly had received a call from her inquiring about any potential news that might be coming out about her, but made no mention of any announcement that she was mm-hmm. planning to make, which he thought was odd, given you know what the what Dodie's dad was saying that they were planning to make the announcement that they were getting engaged. And he's like, "Oh, I'm a journalist. I am that venue that she would kind of go yeah. to." So, like, why would she not say anything to me about it if that's what she was planning? And additionally, her sister had given a statement testifying that in a phone conversation with Diana prior to the accident, she was speaking about Dodie in a way that made her think that their relationship was really rocky and not going well. And again, this was still very early on. They had only had been, 20 days together. Yeah, like it was a minimal amount of time. And she it's it sounded like she was kind of over it already. Yeah. And so there were other claims from Diana's friends indicating that the princess never had a desire to remarry again anyway after having endured everything with Prince Charles. So it wasn't really his, you know, account of what might have been happening doesn't really match what everyone else knew of her. Mm -hmm. And then regarding the pregnancy component, because he, you know, alleged that she was pregnant, that was part of what they were trying to cover up. It was confirmed by a former coroner of the Queen's household that had actually attended the postmortem examination of her body. He personally examined her womb, gross, <laughs> and found that she was not pregnant. Or and so he says. So he says. I don't know. I'm like, the fact that he was... The Queen's coroner? Specifically of the, like, the family. So I'm like, that... That's a question mark. That could yeah. be a maybe. But yeah, he he claimed that based on his investigation, her insides did not indicate that she was with child. And they had also done blood tests to look for the HCG mm-hmm. hormone, which is the pregnancy hormone, and that they didn't find any. Yeah. Muhammad also alleged that Diana's body was deliberately embalmed shortly after her death to ensure that a postmortem pregnancy test would come up negative. But one thing to note about all of these claims that Muhammad was making, especially with regard to the pregnancy component, is that he didn't make that claim to the tabloids until years after her death. So mm-hmm. she died in 1997. He didn't start, you know, spouting this stuff off until like 2001. So like, why would you sit on that for that long of of time? If yeah. Really? So it's like, while some of it does seem a little, you know, sus on the royal family side, mm-hmm. his actions are also... For him, I just think he sounds more like a dad who can't cope with the loss of his son. Sure. And he's just looking for anything. He's looking for everything and anything a yeah. possibility. Yeah. Yeah. But he, I mean, it is it was him that really started perpetuating a lot of these what if, you mm-hmm. know, claims. So one of the big points that conspiracy theorists point out with regard to the crash is the lack of CCTV footage surrounding mm. it. Even in the the late 90s and early 2000s, having security cameras like the CCTV in public streets, in buildings along the way, that was pretty commonplace. Yeah. 
But along the journey from the hotel all the way to the crash site inside this tunnel, there were more than 14 different cameras they ended up passing, and not a single one of them was able to have any record of footage of that crash. Yeah, that's suspicious as well. That is a little spish. Spish? Suspish. Spish? (laughs) Yes. There is, let's see... His title is Brigade Criminel. It's French. So it it makes me, he's some like, you know, French investigator or whatever. Hmm. He was tasked with identifying all the photographic and video images along the route that they took. And none of the locations of the expected CCTV footage had any relevant images or footage, which again, it doesn't make any sense. No. Because there were cameras there all along the route. How is it that not a single one of them had any images captured. Yeah. Sounds like someone might have been fucking around with that on the download, possibly. If yeah, it got that that. erased. Yes. And conveniently, everything was facing only the entrance of the tunnel that they went into, but nothing inside where they actually crashed could ever be seen. So I'm like, that is a little suspicious. Yeah. Now, an alternative explanation for the cause of the crash, not just the paparazzi chasing them, not just the potential for the driver being hammered. Mm -hmm. There were reports of a bright white flash just before the car had entered the tunnel, blinding the driver. Mm. And it was found by the authorities that three eyewitness accounts at the scene of the crash claimed to have seen a bright flash of light right before. Mm -hmm. But none of the claims were actually validated. The detailed crash reconstruction revealed that the chain of events that led to the car unavoidably colliding with the pillar that it ran into started well before it was even at the mouth of the tunnel where the flash of light was alleged to have occurred. And I assume this flash of light was not captured on the camera that faced the entrance of the tunnel? No, they were not able to verify, validate any of the claims of this flash of light, even though some people stated that that's what they saw. But it's like very convenient that you Mm -hmm. have, you know, a reason for the driver to lose control and crash into yeah. the car and kill everyone. Another area of question was in relation to the lack of Diana and Dodie wearing a seatbelt, as I had previously mm-hmm. mentioned before. So there was some media discussion in April of 2006 suggesting that Diana was actually a very faithful seatbelt user. Mm-hmm. And therefore, the fact that both her and Dodie's seatbelts either failed or were not being used was considered probably more sinister and suggested sabotage because it was out of character for her not to use her seatbelt and to have not one but two seatbelts fail in the Mm -hmm. accident killing both of them just doesn't doesn't seem right her sister even said that like diana was religious and putting on her seatbelt and it just from what she knew that didn't seem like her sister at all and that didn't make any sense i'm a prolific seatbelt wearer so if i ever die in a crash where i'm ejected or the seatbelt wasn't on someone tried to murder me yeah the only time i don't wear a seatbelt is when i'm making the journey up the street to mom and dad's house even then i wear a seatbelt as you should i encourage it but gracie all the time she's like do i have to be buckled i'm like absolutely you absolutely do seatbelts save lives people CNN did an analysis of the crash in early September 1997, so shortly after it happened. Mm -hmm. And they had concluded that the injuries that Di and Dodie sustained, they would have been minor had they been wearing their seatbelts. Well, that's usually how it is. Yeah, which is just such a shame. 
and really we're just wrapping it up here now, but um, mm-hmm. there are there are many holes, many theories out there that people latched onto and kind of ran with in an attempt to prove that her death was not an accident. Mm-hmm. Whether it's true or not still remains to be seen. The royal family certainly had potential reasons to both orchestrate and or cover up a good portion of mm-hmm. it. We'll never know the truth. No. That's for sure. Me personally, I feel like there is something, something sinister afoot. It just... Yeah. I feel like there was way too much motive for the royal family to not orchestrate it. Yeah, because there there would have been too much tarnish to their image. And I think their marriage falling apart and mm-hmm. then the affairs between the two of them, they had kind of made the royal family a bit of a laughing stock yeah. for a while and the the queen at the time did not seem like one to put up with that bullshit no and then yeah if her son mommy i want something else i don't want my toys anymore yeah. and so you know she might have had a hand in just making her go away yeah her loyalty would ultimately side with her son not right her daughter-in-law and and really like the only reason that she was still kept in their good graces at that point is because she mothered the heirs mm-hmm. to the throne. And if they didn't have kids, I think it would have been a very different oh, yeah. you know, post, post-divorce life for her. This makes me, not that I would ever have an opportunity or, you know, in another life, this would be an option. But I would never want to be involved with an important family or, or, you know, anything that's in the limelight Mm -hmm. or public facing because I would probably offend someone and I would end up dead too. Well, obviously look at fucking Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. Oh, yeah. They completely did something that's never been done, I don't think. And they just left the... They like absconded from the whole thing. They're like, we ain't about this life. And yeah, that's pretty crazy. One, in your research, did you see anything about the big component to conspiracy theory that I heard was that the ambulance that came to the crash site, one, took an extraordinarily long amount of time to get there. Oh. And two, the route, because they did take Princess Diana and like the bodies, the route that it took, like let's say, I don't have all the facts, but let's say it was only a 38-minute ride from the crash site to the hospital instead they went either to a further away hospital or they took a route that took like an hour and something together so if there was any potential of her being saved they intentionally drew it out so she couldn't be so like they yeah they just like had her perish on the way if she wasn't a dental yeah if she which it, it sounds like, yeah, if if maybe she truly was wearing her seatbelt and she mm-hmm. was fine, but they didn't want her to come out the other end. So, yeah, that is something that p- potentially could have been another orchestration on yeah. someone. And then part. the second question is, has either of her children, Harry or William, ever said anything about this? That I didn't look into. I know that Harry recently published a book about his experience. Oh, yes, that's right. In the royal family. So I don't know, yeah, what his thoughts and feelings are. He seemed to be more devastated by his mom passing than William did. Just okay. off of like the public pers- persona and image and what he yeah. gives off. Like he's definitely more sensitive and he has spoken more about how the loss of his mom has impacted his life. Whether or not he would have specifically called out the British family for being involved, because that might be potential like suicide on him. Yeah, of, of course. I, I don't know 
But now that he has kind of removed himself from that life, mm -hmm. it's possible in his book he might have alluded to something. But no, I, that I don't know. All right. But yeah, so it's a sad story. It and is. She, she had her flaws. She was mm -hmm. human too. But she seemed just so lovely and yeah. so different than the rest of the British royals. So it's it's yeah. a shame. But like I said, if you are interested in this, I mentioned it, I think, in the last episode. Mom was like obsessed with The Crown. It's on Netflix. It's like oh, it's right. four seasons or three seasons right now. I know they cover her death. Oh, okay. Her mom had left off when she was visiting here, but I know they go in depth all about it. So, oh, I might have to check that out just to round everything out. Yeah. Anywho, cool. Yeah, interesting. So that, that's Princess Di. What are you planning on talking about the next time we can ever get together? <laughs> I want to finally do Aliens because, like I mentioned, we have a that's right. podcast and we have never once even touched on Aliens. No. Mom had brought it up, and I think someone had brought it up to her. They wanted specifically Area 51 and how aliens come into play with that. Okay. But there's 8 million different avenues we can go down for aliens. So I think I'm going to start with and focus just on that. Sure. I think that's a good starting point. Yeah. Very fun. All right. Well, if you have any other suggestions for us, feel free to reach out to us on our various forms of social media. The best way to get a hold of us is through our Instagram, Crack Sisters Conspiracies. We have Facebook and X, but don't use those. You can always email us at cracksistersconspiracies at gmail.com. You can subscribe to our Patreon where you get extra bonus footage and behind the scenes things and other stuff that the commoners aren't privy to. And I, I saw we had gotten a new subscriber. So Wait, thank you. Know. That's exciting. Yeah. Hopefully you find it worthwhile. Uh, we have a TikTok that we're trying to cultivate different clips for to <laughs> add. And I have to be extra careful with the words that I use and all of this <laughs> shit because their guidelines on the community guidelines are just atrocious. But we'll we'll find a way to work around it. But yeah, so thank you for listening. And <laughs> with that, I'm going to say stay cracked, y'all. And have a great day. <laughs>